0: This is the Can Crushers Wrestling Podcast. The following contest is scheduled for one fall. Let's go nuts! It's Jimmy Nuts! Five out of the car! With your host, Mark Martinez. Remember, just because you're trash doesn't mean you can't do great things. And the English professor called a garbage can. Not a garbage cannot. Hey, this is former WWE superstar Duke the Dumpster Drosy, and you are listening to the Can Crushers Podcast. And welcome back to another Can Crusher Spotlight. I am your host, Mark Martinez. Can Crusher Spotlight, where we spotlight one wrestler per week. From anywhere, we've had Singapore, we've had India, we've had California, well, all over England. Come on, we just we are on top of shit here on Can And this week we are spotlighting a man that got booted out of the first round of Indie Mania, which is by RetroSoft. You know, RetroMania, the new game that we've talked to Mike Herman. Months ago about it, but he got booted out the first round and he is non-stop Been on Twitter still trying to get into this game In all just in all just uh, He lost the match but I, I think there was some outsider interference or something but Man, this guy knows how to use Twitter. And if you have no clue who I'm talking about and you follow RetroSoft or you do anything other than that, wake the hell up. You haven't been paying attention. Really, this guy has blown up Twitter more than Donald Trump. And we don't go into politics on this damn show at all. But this guy knows how to use Twitter. He's pimping himself out all over the place. And it's none other than Daredevil Dave Dahl. Now, I usually don't give their Twitter Twitter handles out right off the bat. But listen to the podcast and then follow him and just read some of the shit that he's tweeted about to RetroSoft. It's unbelievable. Go give him a follow at DD underscore Dave underscore doll underscore 19. This guy. Uh, I can't wait to talk about some of his wrestling too, but I want to know what the hell his beef is with Retrosoft and Retromania and why. He lost the first round for God's sakes. But We'll find out more if there's more into this. But, of course, we have to do our number one thing. We have to send it to Al Snow so he can tell you about Collar and Elbow. Guys, you hear me all the freaking time. Hats, hoodies, tees, they're comfortable. They got sweet-ass designs on them, and they're affordable. And I can make it even more affordable by using our promo code. It's Can Crushers, all one word. Capital C in can, capital C in crushers. It's that freaking easy and you get 10% off. And of course, we don't lie, it kicks back some money to us so we can buy more beer or I can buy more uh, collar and elbow shirts. That's all it is to it. I have a wardrobe of collar and elbow shirts. Right now I just have my plain Jane one on. It's a, the CXC collar and elbow, but it's the comfy afternoon one that I wear. All right, guys, listen to Al Snow and then I'll be back. With Daredevil Dave Dahl to find out what his beef is with RetroSoft and Retromania, the new game coming out in July. Wrestling, a love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand, a brand founded on the aspects of wrestling two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere collar and elbow is the brand passion and love for wrestling is the drive i am al snow and this is collar and elbow the wrestling brand
1: Listen here, this is Daredevil Dave Dahl, and I got one thing to say. Retromania, you better put me in because I'm on Can Crushers podcast right now promoting your game like every other thing I'm on. So you put me in the game, you make money, and I get some more fame. Listen to Can Crushers podcast because I told you so. And if you don't, well... There's no price to pay, and it's going to be your ass.
0: And welcome back to Can Crushers, man. I want to jump right into this interview with Daredevil David Dahl. As I said at the beginning, if you're on Twitter and you have not noticed him talking about any video game in wrestling right now, you're not on Twitter. Daredevil David Dahl, how are you doing? Welcome to Can Crushers. I'm good, and thanks for having me. No problem. So you were, let's jump right into Retro Mania, then we'll get into wrestling. You were in Indy Mania. Um, you took the loss in the first round, but you promoted Retro Mania better than Michael Herman has, and we've actually had him on the show already. You were just all <laughs> in. Uh, yeah, I
1: mean, so yeah, I was in indiemania and obviously I really had no business being in it. Um, I got lucky. I campaigned. Everybody knew to nominate me to get me in there, and then uh when the actual matchup between me and Simon Miller happened, I basically did the same thing again and just kept paying my uh you know my ass off to uh you know hopefully win, but obviously that didn't happen even if I would have won the fan vote Retrosoft Studios and uh uh Dave LaGreca kind of voted against me anyway, so I would have lost there but uh I managed to get you know thirty percent, almost thirty percent of the fan vote against Simon and with his following that's that's pretty damn good for somebody that doesn't, you know, isn't really internationally or well known more than like a few states on the east coast, you know.
0: Yeah, that that's pretty awesome and You've grown it even more, though, now. I mean, we're located in Pennsylvania, so we're a hop, skip, and a jump from from where you're at. But I I have friends in California that I've been talking, saying, hey, we've moved this from last week. They're like, this guy's all over Twitter about Retromania. (laughs) Is he just a nerd for the game, or is he pissed off because he lost? And I'm like, I don't know. We'll have to ask him that.
1: Well, so what I do on Twitter is a different promotional way. I'm trolling, but in a good way. So it, whether I'm in or not, I support the game. Uh, since I met Mike at a Comic Con last year uh, and saw the game for the first time, I was like, "Wow, this is going to be something cool and could be something really big." I would love to be a part of it. Whether I'm actually a playable character, whatever you know, I don't really care. Uh, to me, just being an indie mania was enough. You know, that gave me a lot of you know, spotlight and just being able to tweet at them and mess with them and do a different kind of promotional tactic than most people would go for has worked. And so many people on Twitter right now are like, Dave has to be in. Dave has to be in. right? Like I had a guy earlier today say, if I'm not in, he's not buying the game. I had to go and retweet him and like break character and be like, Hey, no, no, no. Like whether I'm in or not, you need to put the support on this game, because it's going to be something that's great. And it has the ability to that be a game that just comes out this year and just keep you know, adding, adding to it and adding to it and adding to it. There's no need to put out a Retromania two or a WrestleFest three or whatever. You know, they have the ability to really corner the market right now and just add to the game and add to the game. Really, it's what WWE should have been doing with their games is just putting out a base game with a base roster and just periodically just adding people in or as people leave, take them out. You know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah, let I'd you do upstate
1: it. rosters, like. All other sports games do that right now. Like they update the rosters for you. You shouldn't have to go into community curations and keep having to update the roster. I mean, if they're scanning everybody every year anyway, if you need to add a couple new people this year, okay, go there, scan them, then boom, update somebody. Cool, boom, they got a new tattoo, put it in there. But like, Retromania can do that with what how they're doing it, and it's such. It's probably going to be a really small file because of the way the graphics are. So like, every update's not going to be like five-hour download, you know? So they really – what they have going on is really something special, and I really, truly just believe in it to the point where – I'm putting my heart and soul into it, and I'm not even a fucking part of it. Right. So
0: I'm not either. Trust me. I- I'm trying to do the same thing. I had him on the show. Uh, once he announced the Kloof in the game, I'm like, I already pre-ordered it, but I might pre-order another one, just because Nikita Kloof's <laughs> in the goddamn game.
1: Oh Well, I pre-ordered it for Switch, and I'll be pre-ordering it for uh, PlayStation as well. Yeah. So...
0: Yep did you did you pre-order the um the advanced one where you get the the cool art and everything because that's what I did the deluxe one yeah 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 yeah, yeah. of course the the art be
1: pre-ordering again for the PlayStation
0: yeah <laughs> uh another game that's out there then we'll talk about your wrestling career because video games are clearly more important right now um <laughs> Virtual Basement's coming out with a game, and it's kind of been leaked that it's gonna be next year's game. Signing all these indie yeah. stars. Um, so, are you waiting to attack them full fledge after Retromania comes out, and then you are gonna be all on Virtual Basement? Well,
1: well they kind of they kind of screwed me a little bit with uh, one of our posts. So, I have been going after them just a little bit, tips and drabs. Um, with me for that game, I am all in on that one as well. But like. That one I don't want to push as hard because a lot of people that I respect and know and have known for a long time who have worked really, really hard are signed to that game. You know, you guys you got guys like Sean Donovan, um Shaheem Ali, LSG, uh Retro A G like all those guys have worked super freaking hard in what they do and have really earned it and I don't want to take anything away from that. You know, like with Retro Mania it's a little bit different, it's mostly established stars and everything like that. So, like, I'm not taking anything away from them, promoting it as like I do or saying put me in or anything like that. So, like, for them, they're already established. They don't need, you know, publicity of it or anything like that. They're signed on to it because they're like, hey, cool, it would be cool to be in a video game again. Um, but with with Virtual basements, a different animal. And now they retweeted me the other day saying, you know, well, maybe we'll have to put you in a two-on-one match against Congo Khan and uh, Sean Donovan. And I'm like, okay, cool, I'll get my ass beat, but I won't die and I will survive and I will be in your game. But like, So they kind of made me have to flip the script and go from heel to face on that.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. He... Which is fine. Which no. is fine, it's fine. You're doing a great job of promoting, you know, both games should give you uh, a free version or better yet, just put you in the game. And I I truly feel, Dave, that uh, even speaking before I spoke to you, uh, Mike Herman was all about putting the 32 in via the DLC or something um, because he was really excited about it. So I think you might not make the initial cut, but you'll make the first DLC. So that's pretty
1: awesome. Well, well it's funny. As soon as they started trolling me back a little bit, putting up this poll like two, three weeks ago, you know, having people vote to awesome. see if they wanted me in,
0: yes. which I won. You won. Hands down, you won. I won.
1: 56 to 47 or 56 to 44%. Yep. Um, I won. And then uh, they put another tweet up saying, hey, you never know. He may be in and it might be a surprise to him. So, like, there could be a random 17th starter member of the roster which hey by all means it should be me but uh you know and like i don't want to take any credit away from anybody like warhorse won that indie mania tournament which is great he's a great addition he's a huge character uh in real life uh but like i don't see much of him promoting the game right i don't i don't see much of anybody really promoting the game. And I get, don't get me wrong, the established stars and, you know, the legends and all that are in the game um, are busy doing other things. But, like, Zack Sabre Jr., I don't think I've seen him post or tweet or anything about it once.
0: Yeah, I no.
1: Um, Nikita Koloff, like, he was just announced, so obviously they have that promo video. Uh, but, like, the only people I really see talk about it is Meeny and... That's because I me mean, he's the type of guy that puts his whole heart in the things that he does as well. Uh, but like, And Stevie Richards, obviously. Stevie Richards talks about it a lot. He even had a game cabinet made for it. He did. That looks but sweet. A lot of the guys that they have in the game are kind of like, all right, I'm signed on. Cool. Thanks. Like, Peace out. I'm not saying they don't care or they may may be too busy, but, like, come on. Oh, you could schedule tweets. Write up some and schedule them to come out, you know, once a day twice a day whatever
0: yeah like it's it's easy that's just me it's it's easy i agree um all right so besides video games how is your family and everybody doing during this quarantine i mean new jersey was hit pretty damn hard uh let's come to brass tacks you guys were hit pretty hard you guys have you opened up yet because pennsylvania is slowly opening up Uh, I don't think we're not
1: opened up yet. Like, we've always been allowed to go to, like, stores, essential stores and stuff like that, or, you know, curbside pickup for other stores. Uh, I think the shore just opened up a little bit where you can walk on the boardwalk on the beach, but you can't, like, stop and stand, no ordering. Uh, But other than that, like, me and my family have been okay, you know. Uh, People have been able to work from home. Uh, I've been going to my real-life job, as I call it, instead of using the word shoot uh you know and just doing what i can there for people and you know we're all just trying to stay safe and take the right precautions and all that wear a mask when we go out and stay six feet away from other people that we don't know and stuff like that so as long as you follow the guidelines that are still forced to be followed why people are reopening then everything should be okay with reopening but once you start going nuts and say forget this or forget that because hey we're free again like that's when everything is going to start climbing again. Cause who knows like who's just a carrier right. and who actually is going to get sick from it.
0: Yep. So and that's why we're staying home. Um, I'm a legit garbage man. My wife works in the food industry. So uh, when we're home, we're home. We, we don't go out. We don't go gallivanting. It's just, we're, we're possibly one of the stronger carriers. So we don't want to do anything to our family. So I, I appreciate what yep. you're doing. So, all right, exactly. Let's... Like, Let's get into wrestling now. Let's do the rewind all the way back to the beginning when you were a little <laughs> when you were a little daredevil. Uh who introduced you to wrestling? <laughs> was it mom, dad? Who was it? Uh my uncle. Oh,
1: okay. Actually. Uh so the first wrestling I ever saw was WrestleMania 7 and this was WrestleMania 7 was 1991. I was only five, I was not even one yet when it happened. So I didn't see WrestleMania 7 until I was about three. So 93, I was it. And uh, first match that I fell in love with was, and still today, one of my favorite matches and possibly my favorite WrestleMania match is the Rockers versus uh, Haku and Barbarian.
0: Wow. wow. That, yeah. I did not expect that out of anybody's mouth, but okay. <laughs>
1: Tell me why. It was. So, like, me knowing me, uh, my family aren't tall people. We have some tall people in our family, but like I'm five eight. I'm I'm not getting any taller. Right? right. And uh my parents are like five six and five seven, you know, so I'm just a little bit taller than them. So I knew I wasn't gonna be that big and Sean and you know, Marty are the biggest guys. And uh you know, them working with these big guys and making it look right and doing what they know they can do to make the big guys look big and the bigger and the big guys made the little guys on the same level. You know what I mean? Like, it was just a good contrast between all of them. And yes, there was a lot of little hiccups and stuff. Maybe some like hyperness because it was WrestleMania and all that. And there's some fumbles, but like, it still was a great match when you look at it of
0: little versus big. It it really was. And that's how I look at it. So, so, off-topic uh, of questions in a row, but uh, did you did you cry then when the Rockers broke up and Marty ended up through the barbershop window? You, you, no,
1: on. no. Oh,
0: damn it. I thought you it, were going to cry. You got to remember, I was
1: only like three years old. So, I I, know, I, but... at the time, I was watching wrestling sporadically. Like, I was watching wrestling all the time. So, I didn't know any of the stories and stuff. So, like, I saw WrestleMania 7, and then I would see, you know, 1993 Royal Rumble where they're facing each other. Right. So, like, like uh, everything I saw but until I was, like, six, seven, maybe even eight was just sporadic videos that my uncle would show me. Or, like, when my dad got remarried in 1999, I got a stepsister. You know, she was a big wrestling fan from back then, so that's when I got to see, like, WrestleMania 12 and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it was very sporadic until I was living with my dad and I was watching wrestling, like, every week.
0: Okay. So, uh, you brought up some of your favorites, Um, Sean, clearly. Anybody else that we didn't need to know uh, who you're kind of built around?
1: Like what my style is based around? Yeah. Well, I mean, Sean, obviously, I kind of get the cockiness that I have when you watch my matches and I'm a heel. Um, But, like, wrestling style, I try to stay with what I know. Like, I don't try to go out of my realm. There's no reason for me to be doing a 450 or corkscrew moonsault. There's no reason for that. You know, I was an amateur wrestler since I was eight years old. And uh, so, like, I always watched more of the Kurtz, even the Ben Walls for his wrestling stuff, not his craziness. Um, right. Uh, even a little bit of Eddie, because Eddie, you know, I'm a smaller guy, and Eddie was a smaller guy, so he was still doing the bigger, you know, suplexes and all that, but then going to the top rope. So, like, I'll go up every once in a blue moon. I usually don't leave the middle rope just because, you know, it's not – not my world up there, and uh, yeah. So like you got the Kurtz, the Mr. Perfects, uh, even a little bit of Dolph because he's an amateur. Anybody with an amateur background I really kind of watch to see how they, you know, add what they know, and then add the showmanship of you know professional wrestling into it.
0: I I my comparison was definitely HBK with you with the cockiness, but on the same level was uh, the Pink and Black. Bret Hart, you know when he was solo, the heel, the bad guy. Um, I see a lot of Bret in you as well. So maybe like uh, you're the Montreal Screwjob within itself, right? Uh, that's <laughs> I...
1: <laughs> Well, it's funny because that's the first time I ever heard anybody say Bret, and Bret's actually my dad and my mom's favorite wrestler. It's like the only thing they ever agree on. And uh, wow. but like more people have told me they compare me to Steam. Or Owens, okay, because oh, of okay. my body type well, yeah, well, and yeah. and how I portray myself and how I go out there and do what I do. I'm um, like, well, that's that's a great compliment. Like, Kevin is one of the greatest, you know, to come around. In the, I guess I, this would be a new generation again, so it's the new generation. Yes,
0: yeah, for sure. What was your what was your deciding factor? I mean, we know that you loved wrestling, but when uh, going through college or whatever, you're like, you know what, screw this daytime job thing, um, I'm going to be a wrestler. Uh, what was the main factor to make you think of that?
1: Well, so I still have a daytime job, don't get me wrong. Well, clearly, yeah. I'm, just, I mean... a, I'm just a normal dude that chases his dreams. Uh, I actually started using the hashtag on Twitter, Dream Tracer, and then hashtag, not an idea maker. Because I really... I really like to focus on the fact that if you have a dream, you'll do anything you can to go in and try to achieve it. You'll chase that dream, but if it's just an idea, you don't do anything for it. It just—it's just a thought in your head. It's just an idea, you know. So unless you actually go for it, it's just a freaking idea. And uh, for me, like I started wrestling when I was eight, and it kind of came full circle because when I joined amateur wrestling, I thought it was WWE. You know, we were at WCW at the time. <laughs> we didn't? I thought I was gonna go, like I thought I was gonna go super kicking people and drop kicking them and throwing them and putting them through tables, jumping off ladders, hanging with chairs, all that fun stuff. And then it wasn't that, but I still loved it. You know, it got me to get out of the aggression that I needed to get out. Uh, I was a very angry child, and without wrestling and like football and stuff, like I would have been in fights all the time. But like I knew I could get all pissed off and just bottle it in, and then go to practice and let it out. And just work my ass off and just do what I can do. And then, uh, so I wrestled sometimes eight, went all the way through high school, went into one year of college, came back home from the college I was going to, was going to a community college instead, was working a job, couldn't fit, you know, wrestling practice and work and school all in together. And then I found a wrestling school and, uh, it was two days a week. It was the days that I had regular school. So I had all from work those two days. So like, I could go to school in the morning, go home, relax for a while, go to, you know, rest in school at night, and then go to work the next day, blah, blah, and then, you know, repeat the cycle. It was every Tuesday and Thursday, so that worked out for me, and uh, and I've been doing that ever since, and that was February 2011 I started training. Wow. Nice. Nine
0: years or so. Yeah. I've been around for a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. A little bit. Um, you brought up your trainer and your wrestling school and everything. We always like giving props to them as well because you wouldn't be di- uh, Daredevil David Dahl on Twitter and every place else without them. So please give them props as well. You know, spew about them.
1: Well, they're no longer around. So <laughs> okay, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like some of the guys that I trained with or had a hand training me are still around. Guys like uh. Joe Gacy, he's still, you know, killing it right now. He's CCW world champion. He's wrestled for Evolve. He was on the Evolve's WWE Network special. Yep. Along with myself. <coughs> I what? Was in ringside corner. <laughs> what? What? I was in the corner. <laughs> I did not wrestle on the show, no. It was their spot- spotlight. I was actually just helping around ringside. Uh, I was one of the only independent guys that were not signed by Evolve or had anything to do with them that was allowed in the building and to help. Because when I did a tryout for him, I showed up uh, two days early. So, like, CCW had Dojo Wars. And I did Dojo Wars on a Friday night on a Super Show. Drove to New York. Stayed at my stepsisters, sisters. Went, helped set up the next day at Laboom in Queens. Uh, helped break down. And then showed up early for the seminar tryout thing on Sunday. Helped set up. Uh, did the seminar tryout. Uh, who's Roger Strong was the guest that day. Did all that, stayed for the show. Unfortunately, because I had work the next day, because it was a Sunday and you know Monday, I was like, I have to go home. I can't stay. The breakdown. I did as much as I could, like before breakdown started to help, and then I had to take off. But uh, because I busted my button all day, I invited me to come and basically be ring crew and help out during the WWE Network special they did.
0: Cool. That's amazing. That's actually something I did not find out. Damn it. Uh, Good uh, good piece of information in there. Nice.
1: So within the last year, I've helped three major – four major companies. Oh, yeah? So I I helped Evolve for that special and for the shows that they did at the tryout. I helped MLW the last time they were in Philly. Uh, I was actually the timekeeper. So you see me on camera a lot during those tapings. Uh, I helped impact and house of hardcore, uh, for a night you can't miss. And you actually see me on camera after the Sammy and, uh, Eddie Edwards street fight. Cause I'm clearing out wood and they came back before we got everything cleared up. And it was across from hard cam. And then, uh, I helped Ring of Honor during uh, Free Enterprises a few months ago.
0: Nice. Nice. So, you're the only one you really haven't uh, been around so far is AEW. It's, and that's because it's been uh, in Jacksonville. I haven't helped them yet. Yeah. Because
1: they, I mean, I haven't helped WWE yet either.
0: Well. those
1: so two. Kind of. Unless you can't evolve.
0: Yeah, kind of. We'll count it. It's good enough. It was on the WWE Network. <laughs> we'll count it. Um, but,
1: yeah, so... But, yeah, as I was saying, Joe Gacy had a hand. Uh Sammy Callahan was at the school I was at at the time. Uh mm-hmm. Guy by the name RB1, who was amazing. He unfortunately stepped away, even though he still got it. And if he got in the ring today, he'd kill it. Uh, uh, there's a few others, too. There's, and then, like, I've been at, you know, CCW school. I've been uh, at the Monster Factory with uh, Danny Cage and Meany and some of those guys. So... I like to learn. I do seminars all the time. Like, you can never stop learning.
0: I was going to bring up one of the seminars that uh, he gets knocked on for being um, a 90s disco dancer. You know, did, did you end up doing the uh, Disco Inferno Simon Gotch seminar? Because I love disco back in the day. I really did. So that day, so I was still trying to earn a job at PPW.
1: Uh, which never happened. They're hard to talk to, uh, or get a hold of, I should say. But uh, I I did one match for him on a whim, just getting thrown in there, and I had a good showing, uh, because no one expects me to do a cartwheel, and it was kind of cool. Um, but the promo before the actual match, like when you watch it on their High Voltage episode, uh, the promo before is what sold everything. So if you watch the match, it makes, like, no sense because of the stupid, silly stuff that I'm doing. But, okay. like, if you watch the promo and then watch the match, it's like, wow, okay, that makes a lot of sense, and that's hilarious. Um, but, uh, so, yeah, so I actually showed up that day for their training class with their students before both seminars. Okay. So I got – so that's roughly two and a half hours from me. I got there at, like – Nine thirty, ten o'clock in the morning, did their training class, then did the disco seminar, and then did the Simon Gotch seminar, and then stayed for the show, and then came home.
0: Wow. It's a full day. Yeah. That's a legit full day. Full day.
1: And hoping to maybe, like, get thrown in something on the show, Nothing. didn't get anything. That does None. suck. None.
0: That, that sucks. sucks. But, you know, it's the dues you pay. Right. It is the dues you pay. It really is. Did you um, did you get the bend, Disco, or Simon's ear a little bit? You know, I know you had the seminars, but did it, was there something that really stood out from either one of them?
1: Uh, Simon's main thing was uh, – so Disco went mainly over strikes, and my punch is already pretty decent, not like patting myself on the back. But, it's like, he wanted hard. us to do yeah. one way, and I was like, hey, do you mind? Can I show you my way? And then do it your way, you know see what i can improve or how we can gel the two so i was like yeah sure so i did it my way He was like oh no you're good no worries <laughs> like you're fine that was actually really good so um him and uh him and cw anderson have both uh complimented my punch wow pretty sweet yeah yeah um and then simon's thing was like why did we lock up to start matches it's like oh well, that's what you're told so, like, ever since then, I really try not to lock up in the beginning of the match only because that's what everybody's doing. That's a, good, so
0: that's a great point. So, not be different. Yeah. Um,
1: but, yeah, so, and I, I've spoken, I've seen Simon a bunch of times since then, and I've spoken to him. Uh, I've gotten critiques by him on Twitter and stuff. Like, I can just message him and just be like, hey, man, you know, can you critique this? What do you think of this? You know, if I did something like this. And he's pretty open with giving advice and everything, which is pretty freaking cool. Um, a lot of guys I know are like that, uh, like Sean Donovan, like I mentioned him earlier about being in the video game. He's really earned it. I mean, he's almost a 20 year vet or if not a 20 year vet. So like, and every time I see him, I probably have a half hour conversation
0: with him and learn tons. So nice. I, you pretty, pretty much stole the question. I was going to say, do you have anybody else in your back pocket that, uh, you can call for advice, have it be, you know, Teddy Long, Gilberg, you know, Disco, I mean, is there anybody else out there that you're like, man, this guy, utmost respect for him, so I'm always going to talk to him. So you, uh, you answered the Sean Donovan one already. Well,
1: I I respect everybody, you know, unless you, like, unless you really blatantly show me disrespect, I'm not going to show you any, you know what I mean? Like, um, especially if you've been in the business a lot longer than me. Even guys, uh, I think Anthony Green's actually younger than me, and I still, I'll ask him for advice if I see him. I like he was there. Uh, great. He was there for my evolve tryout, just watching the matches, and he complimented my dropkick. I was like, "Sweet, cool. Or at least like somebody knows something that I did very well." And yeah, uh, you know, that's everything's a moment It is, it- you know, with wrestling.
0: Many people don't say that. I, actually, I don't think it's ever been brought up on the show that way. That um, everything is in moments, one moment, and you could be flown away to AEW or NWA or Impact or anything because you did that one thing right. And holy hell, it's broken the internet. So exactly, that's that's perfect. I love that. I'll probably cut that clip out and use it all the time because that's a hell of a quote. It really is. Well,
1: that's wrestling literally is a moment because you you can go out there and do all this cool fancy and I'm not, don't get me wrong. I'm not being a cornet and saying indie flippy guys are shit. They're not. Um, but what most people remember of their spots is either the ending moment of it or something in the middle where there's kind of a break and then they go back into it. You know what I mean? But like, that's the thing. Like if I go and I'm wrestling, uh, I wrestled Robbie E in a four-way elimination match. Most people remember me getting beat by Robbie E than anything else in the match. You know what I mean? Right. Um, a partner, I have a partner for the one company I worked for, Dog. He was wrestling a guy that we had the storyline going Who's we, we run shows in his hometown. And his whole, like, stepdad's biker gang was there. And, of course, I talked shit to him. And at one point, I stole a chair in the beginning of their match uh, from a little kid, slid in the ring. Went to use the chair, got caught by Michael Keener and sat down and like set up the chair, sat down said, I just want a closer look. Well, when I went to argue with Michael Keener and I went to fold the chair back up, a fan reached under the ring, under the ropes and grabbed the chair out of my hands because they were that pissed off at me. Not because I was going to hit. But the thing is, it wasn't because I was going to hit the hometown kid. No, it's because I stole the chair from a little kid. That's even better. People don't think of that. Yeah, that's the moment, though. The moment of that is me taking the chair from a little kid. I could have taken the chair from an adult and said, hey, get up, move. You know what I mean? Right. But the fact that I did it to a little kid made everybody else hate me even more. And it's just you got to pick things you do So, Like there's a kid that comes to usually when he's not having health issues because he has downs. Uh, he would come to every dog show. And I've actually known him before I start wrestling because he's a member of my best friend's family. And, uh, I know I can pick him. And use him as like a plant basically. And just torture the crap out of him. And get him to be pissed off at me. As long as I just go up to him after the show and give him a hug. Right. Because I know he knows that. I'm just playing my character. You know there's, there's times I go. I'm a heel. And everybody's all like. Well heels don't sell merch. There's times I go to shows as a heel. And sell more merch than I do as a face. Yeah.
0: Uh, that... Which makes no freaking sense. But it happens. Heels. We always say this. It's. Heels run the business. It's tougher to be a good guy, a face, or however you guys want to. You know, we're not in the business, so we don't use the words correctly. But uh, it's tougher being a face than it is a heel. A heel can do anything. They really can, and they sell the business better than anything. Um, We go to a lot of around Pittsburgh. It's called IWC. And... uh, They run the super indie tournament and everything, which you would be great in. Um, Just letting you know that maybe I should contact Justin Plummer about that. Um, Do it. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna. uh, Hopefully, it happens this year, though. That's the downfall. Um, It's just wonderful. You see more heels busting out, laughing, or just having a good time, and yeah, uh, I'm rambling now. So, well,
1: well, me being a heel, like so. The way I do it is, like, any dicky thing that's said to me during the week that I can't just lash out at, save it. I hold it in and let it out when I'm a heel. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just go and be a dick. It's as easy as possible. And, like, I just turn my normal, like, outgoing self up. You'll see me in my matches. I do comedy heel work. Not many people do comedy heel work. Right. <laughs> like, if you're a comedy guy, usually you're a face. And I don't – I'm not a comedy guy. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a comedy guy. But I know when to laugh at myself when I'm saying stupid stuff in the ring. I did a show at Rowan University or event. Sorry, the promoter will yell at me if I call it a show, especially since, you know, the company is called Dog and Dog Show, you know. Right. Don't really go very well. But uh, so we did this private show for Rowan University for Rowan After Hours, which is like their program to try to keep kids from drinking and going out partying and all that. So we did this show. Uh, I was working, I was supposed to work the kid from Glassboro and he was hurt though because of his knee. And there was another kid that was going to the school that's actually from uh, Philly. So we put him against me instead, but like, well, I'm kind of my promo on Rowan, which I grew up, up the street from Rowan. I could hear all the parties and football games from there. I started trash talking to school and this one guy starts yelling, F you, F you. They turn around. and I'm like, since when did Fat Albert or not Fat Albert, Weird Al get fat? And, like, oh I basically basically him Fat Weird Al. And, like, I had a very, like, second of remorse just because, like, you know, body shaming and stuff like that. And I'm not the skinniest person, so me calling somebody fat shouldn't be a big deal. But, you know, college and all that kind of stuff, depression. So, <laughs> get through with my match. Everybody hated me, blah, blah, blah. The next day on Twitter, he compliments me for calling him Fat Weird Al. So, I got complimented on my insult by the person I insulted.
0: That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. I love it. Like how does that work?
1: So there this, was also uh Is that a his new nickname now?
0: Like does he want to be known it's I do not know. weird now?
1: I don't know. But like there's uh there was this festival I did for Pro Wrestling After Dark or Standalone Wrestling. It's just basically the same company, just two different names. And uh it was just like Halloween festival, all kind of rock music and it was almost like a light version of Woodstock, but Halloween-themed. And uh, we had a ring set up, and uh, I was supposed to be in, like, a seven-way scramble match. And I'm like, that's uneven, and it makes no sense. And, like, the night before, I was in a Battle Royal, and I eliminated a plastic skeleton out of it. So I was like, do we have the skeleton here? And the guy that brought him was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, give him to me. I'm like, he- it's now an eight-way scramble. So I gave him to like the champion who was in the match to bring him out. And I worked the plastic skeleton the whole match until the finish where I got put through a door by this plastic skeleton and the champion that was in the match pinned me to retain his title.
0: Is this on video? Where can we find this match on video? We need uh, to see I have,
1: this. I have a couple of clips of it on my Facebook. A guy actually just another podcast that I, uh, I frequent on just shared them actually on his page. Um, save them. I
0: don't care. We'll we'll cross for a whole podcast just to see this damn match. I don't uh, care. That
1: podcast is called Wrestling with the Future. Okay. Um, cool. and they just shared them on there because he was loving them, and it's just funny. Like the beginning of the match, like I'm holding the skeleton, and the bell rings, and he's like headbutting me, and I'm like plopping down to the corner, and then we roll out, and I gave him a good punch, and I break his break the like the battery pack off his head. That uh, lights God. up his eyes and his arm falls off. So I start beating him with his own arm, and like it was just stupidly funny. Yeah, that, but I'm still a heel.
0: I if when I find those, they will be on Can Crushers as well. Is that okay? Because this would be awesome.
1: Perfectly fine.
0: All right, good, good. Because this is it, it's so I've asinine also, that it's amazing.
1: I've also done a noodle death match.
0: What is a noodle death match?
1: Pool noodles. Oh, my God. So, CZW does Dojo Wars, and I was right. teamed with a guy named Liam Jacob Noodle because we got teamed when he was a different name, and then he switched his name to capitalize on this thing he did with the pool noodle. So, what he did was I wasn't there one week, and he was wrestling, and he had a, the pool noodle with him because everybody was calling him Noodle because he's like a stall, you know, tall, skinny kid. Like, he looks like a noodle. Right. So, he ran with the noodle, stopped, threw the noodle, through the rope like a suicide dive, hit the kid in the face with it, and he bumped. So the noodle's now over. Right. And us as a team, so we lead into a program that ends in a noodle death match. Like, I did a blindfold match against the one guy. Um, and so in this noodle death match, we have spiral pasta. Like, we had regular, we had real thumbtacks in, but, like, me and this one kid were doing the comedy stuff just because he just kind of fight the comedy stuff. But I was like, you need to embrace it so you're doing this. Right. And, uh, and he was a new kid. He was green as hell. So we do the comedy stuff. Uh, you know, there's all a whole bunch of, like, there's a noodle table, there's a noodle ladder, bundles of noodles, like light tubes, light noodles taped to the ropes. So at one point, I get uh, spiral pasta, and I dump them out like thumbtacks. Well, after I'm done dumping them out, he comes up with angel hair pasta in his hands like skewers. So we proceed to do the Masada spot with Angel Hair Pasta. So I stop him, I take him, I jam him in his head. I'm smacking him. And people start cheering CZW like it's a normal death match. And then I get back body dropped into the spiral pasta and sell it like I just landed on a million thumbtacks. And, like, it was just fun. Right. stupidly fun. And everybody loved it. DJ Hyde hated it because, you know, it's DJ. He hates everything. Right. Uh, but, but. The people that were there in the crowd, even though it was a small crowd, freaking loved it. And, like, it was just so much fun. And the one photographer in the video clip I have of that sequence, he he looks so disappointed. And, like, every so often I message him. I'm like, when I watch the clip, I'm like,
0: you still look so disappointed in that spot and that whole match. That's amazing. That uh, that is something I didn't find either. God, I can't wait to find these. You you need to have uh, just a DVD video of your asinine stuff that you've done. That's awesome. Let's make think of
1: what other asinine I've
0: done. I've done.
1: a thumb wrestling match in the middle of a match.
0: I, I've seen a couple of those at indie spots. How how did that end up for you? Uh, I think
1: I I lost. So like we were wrestling outside and it was sunny as hell and there was no cover over the ring so the ring mat was like a frying pan, and me and the uh, guy I was working we were like we we were both faces too, okay. so it was like face face, or we we're heel both heel we were both the same you know character basically and uh, we we're like we don't want to be on the mat like it's too hot so we like we thumb wrestled and then we went up like laying down thumb wrestling with both hands, like oh, wow. it was.
0: It was so stupid. Like in funny. the grass? Like in the grass? Or no, the like
1: on, on the ring. Oh, on, on the, the ring. ring. Okay. So the ring mat, the ring mat was like a frying pan. So we like laid down. We're both like, oh, this is hot. Why are we doing this? <laughs> like, it was so stupid.
0: That's awesome. That, I have
1: fun doing stupid stuff, though. It.
0: You, you said it about 10 minutes ago. It's the moment. It's the moment that you're going to remember because of that, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. So like people are going to remember me jamming angel hair pasta into somebody's head like it scares. and getting back body dropped into spiral pasta people are gonna remember me beating up a plastic skeleton and getting put through a door like
0: that's crazy (laughs) before this quarantine um you were promoting a uh charity event or or something like that um Ha- have we found a date maybe down the line? Are you still gonna do it? Uh, I know you were involved with something. I just didn't get all everything so uh can you follow oh, the in? one i was the one I was trying
1: to put together myself
0: yeah
1: uh so we are, but like unfortunately, school like where we wanted to do it uh was so what it was is my best friend's family, who's like my family, so he's like my cousin and a friend of a couple other people in wrestling. Uh, we're going to do a show for him because he had passed away unexpectedly in a freak random accident. Um, he was just like apparently he was uh, using like an electric blowtorch or some kind of blowtorch that makes electricity or something, and was using it on wood and it hit water and it like shocked him, and then a little bit later he collapsed and had a heart attack basically from it. Um, so he passed away, and uh, you know that really hit home. Wow. And he leaves behind a young he leaves behind a young son. Um, so like we wanted to do something for his son. So he's kind of set up by holding a wrestling show. I was able to ask people like, Hey, can we use your insurance for free? Hey, can we, you know, have the ring and sound and entranceway for free? And like, so I was trying to get his old high school for the building. Cause they were going to let us just use it for free because of what it was for. Cause he went there. And, uh, unfortunately with the schools being closed, we can't use our school if our school's closed. Right. You know what I mean, like, Right. so we had to find another venue but we also have to wait until like we can start holding events again because if we do this right um, a lot of people will be there like when we went to his services there's easily 250 bikers there easily so like if we do this right all of them will be there plus everybody else that isn't part of the bikers that no one will be there and, and so it'll be a great event it's just getting the details down and like trying to see who will be willing to volunteer time. Cause like none of us that are putting there together or taking any money from it. Um, we were just going to, you know, we were going to work for free ourselves um, and donate all proceeds to, you know, his son. So he set up pretty much in the future and do silent auctions and all that kind of stuff too. But right now, you know, plans have to be on hold until we can start meeting in large groups again. And uh, once we can do that, you know, I, I don't want to do it where it's like we stream shows and ask for donations like that. Like, right. I'd rather actually provide a service and be able to do the silent auctions and meet people and like, you know, sell basically celebrate his life again in that way. And, uh, you know, once we, once we can do it, I'll have more information. Hopefully we can get it somewhere. Well, yeah. No, I was means- going to say,
0: once you get more information, once everything is out there, please shoot a, shoot us a message. Um, you have my number now. Uh, we'd like to pro- help you promote it. We'd like to help come out. We'd like to help, you know, bring a basket to donate for this thing uh, because um, it hits hit home. It really does. And uh, yeah. I, I love being able to give back to one you guys giving back to somebody else, because what you're doing for us and then you do for somebody else, it's just paying it forward right down the line. And it means a lot. It really does. That's what we're all about.
1: Well, like, so a lot of people will come to me and ask me,
0: and I don't know who else shares the same view
1: as I do on this. Like, why do you put yourself through this? I'm like, well, I do make money doing it somewhat, not a lot, but you know, I make a little extra pocket change to, you know, help float the bills and stuff. But like, I do it because Joe Schmo in the front row over there just lost his wife. Yep. Bobby Sue over here just lost her job or in her home. Um uh, little Jimmy Jacobs over here not trying to throw out real wrestlers wow. names. Jimmy Jacobs, you know him, wow. I don't know him. It was just a <laughs> real name that came to head. Um <laughs> little 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 Jimmy Jacob. Okay. Jacob or Jacob. Um, you know, you know, his grandma passed away or, you know, his house burnt down or something, but they're still at the show. They have all this BS going on, but they're still at the show, pay their hard earned money and we provide them an escape. Like, if we're not doing our job where they're booing me as a heel and cheering the face or there's no crowd reaction, we're not doing them the service that we're there to do. And like for those two and a half, three hours we're, you know, providing a service for them to forget everything and escape everything and just you know even, maybe even on the ride home just not even think about it and just talk about it with whoever they're with and everything like that like we're there for them to get away just as much as a getaway for us to escape our real lives and what we have going on so like it's a it's a give and take on both sides but like that's why i do it like it's it's so beneficial like if i were to go out there and have a match and cut a promo and not get booed and not hear any reaction like i feel like i let everybody down yeah. when i'm out there but because i'm out there and they're getting immersed in it and forgetting about the bs they have going on like i know i did my job right and i can go home happy so that's why i do this uh, other people may be like oh i just want to get rich or i want to be famous or i just love the sport or blah 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 i do it because it's also a great way to get back And it's – you give back every time you're out there. And you may not know you're giving back when you're out there because you don't know what everybody has going on. But, you know, you could possibly have made this guy's day, this kid's day, you know, so –
0: there's, there's times you guys saved a life. There's times, you know, all of that. I, I completely agree wholeheartedly with you again. that You guys, you know, from, and I'm not saying this mean, but from the indies up to the WWE, AEW, NWA, um, there's something that resonates with each and every one of you to one person in this United States that saves them from suicide or a bad day or, you know, anything. So, again, thank you. That's, it means a lot.
1: And I'm on, glad I'm able to do
0: it. <laughs> on that same note, uh, switching gears back to uh, happiness instead of death that I just brought up. Um, What is <laughs> Daredevil David Dahl's goals for five years?
1: All right. Well, first off, it's Dave Dahl, not David. David's only if I'm in trouble. Okay. Um,
0: I'm not your dad. I'm I sorry. Meant to,
1: <laughs> I, I meant to crack you down on that earlier. I just didn't get to it. Right. Or maybe I'm letting my little heelish out. Uh, My goals in five years. Yeah. Hmm. So obviously I would like to have, you know, either been an extra or worked a match or something for either AEW or WWE or even Impact at this point. Um uh one, have a match with Sammy. I, I've been calling him out on multiple platforms to have a match with Sammy. Um to see if I can hang with somebody that's at the top of their game right now. Uh and, I mean, really? Be in a video game. Oh, obviously be in video games. (laughs)
0: All right. That's where I was getting to. Those are the big ones. Yeah.
1: Like, you can't forget about those. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's just make it somewhere. Like, I I would love just to be able to say, hey, I did this. Like, my daughter's going to be two at the end of the month. And, like, that's one of the reasons why I push for the game so hard. It's because when, like, I get older and decrepit and she goes to her friends and go, my daddy was a pro wrestler. Yeah. she can go and show him the video game. Like, let's see. It actually was. Or like, if I was on WWE TV and they can go on the network and be like, see, look, there's my daddy. Like my grandfather back to death. I hate to do this, but we're going back to death for a minute. All right. My, my pop, my poppy, as I call him, passed away uh, the day before St. Patty's day. Um, right I'm before sorry. like everything was shutting down the pandemic as well. I'm so sorry. Um, it, It's okay. It was a freak thing again. Another freak accident thing. Um, But, like, he was a postman for most of his life. And most, you know, I knew him. And uh, he didn't really leave a legacy that anybody would remember him by. Like, I remember him as being, like, the first superhero I ever met. Or, like, jumping in his mail truck when I was a kid and delivering mail with him when I shouldn't be. But, like, you know, he didn't really leave anything behind for people that didn't know him or anything to, like, show people that he left a legacy, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And,
1: like, and, like, once that happened, it's really when I started pushing the RetroSoft put-me-in thing. Um Because for me, like, to leave something behind that, you know, if something were ever happened to me, God forbid, or I get old and decrepit, or dementia, or whatever, my daughter can go and be like, I'm proud of my daddy. He achieved his dreams. He left a legacy for me to, you know, gloat and show off and you know, that kind of, that kind of what drives me in trying to achieve my dreams and stuff. So, I,
0: that's why welcome to this podcast. Uh, my, <laughs> my son's thirteen. You know, I'm I'm the nerd behind the microphone and everything. My friends wanted to wrestle. I wanted to be the referee or the ring announcer. That's just the way. You know, <laughs> right? I, I Finkel was my boy. So uh, yeah. That This is where I am. So Ethan can someday say my dad's a complete jackass, but he had a pretty cool podcast where he talked to some of his favorite wrestlers or guys he didn't even know, but he just reached out to him. That's exactly why I'm doing this. So, Which is awesome. Yeah. So, all right, um, advice for kids, you know, you, you have, you've been in the business, let's round, you've been in the business 10 years now, you have little Jimmy Jacobs coming up to you and say, hey, dude, Jacob, 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 I'm not yeah. trying to get in trouble, Okay. Jacob,
1: Um. Jimmy Jacob,
0: you have, uh, you have somebody coming up and saying, I want to be in the business, what do you tell them, what's the best advice you can give them?
1: Uh, are you out of high school? Yes. Are you in college? No. No. Go to college. Like, don't be me. Like, I went to college for a couple of years, and I don't have a college degree. Uh, to break the fourth wall, I am a cook in a hospital organization. So, like, I cook at their corporate office. That's what I do in, for a real-life job. Is it something I want to do? No. Is it what I'm passionate about? No. What I'm passionate about is wrestling. Do I want to wrestle for the rest of my life? Freaking yes, that'd be amazing. Is it going to happen? I don't know unless I put the work in. But go to college. Have something to fall back on. Like, yes, I have cooking knowledge, so if I did make it to AEW and WWE and then I got released or whatever and I couldn't keep wrestling or whatever may happen, at least I can fall back on cooking because I know how to do it. You know what I mean? I kind of fell into it. I didn't go to cooking school or anything, but at least I have a trade or some kind of skill to fall back on. So make sure you have a... My stupid dog is barking. It's um <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you have something to fall back on before you full-heartedly go in at this. You know, when I first started, I didn't have, you know, cooking or anything like that. I fell into it while I was doing this. Uh, but... I'm gonna... Hey, you, go be
0: quiet. It's all right. It adds to the podcast. It really does. Normally, I have you know a party in the background, or you know people just going nuts, or my dogs running around. We drank a little bit too too much last night and uh, had a hell of a karaoke night. So I have just people sleeping on my floor everywhere. One being my wife. So we're good. Uh, um. But yeah. So,
1: but also a reputable school. Uh, I heard somebody on a podcast give advice the other day. um, Don't go anywhere where the person didn't make money doing this. That is true. But again, some guys are just better teachers than they are doers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I've been asked to be guest trainer at a couple of different places. And I like to do a drill I call wrestling improv, where I'll take two guys and have them do what we call the international drill or the opening spot. Like give them goofy-ass characters, like tell somebody they have to be Barney or a Flamingo dancer, and tell them, get those over in the opening spot. And uh, it's just fun because you have to you create juices on the fly yeah. and try to, you know, do it. So find somebody that knows what they're talking about. Um, you know, Monster Factory, great school to go to. CCW, good school to go to. Uh, Matt Tremont school, H2O, great school to go to. Uh, who else has a school around here? There's a million of them. <laughs> There's a lot of schools in New Jersey. Oh, there are. But you. almost all of them have somebody there that really, in at least one aspect or another, has a great sense of something. You can and, and, attend multiple schools if you can. You know, make sure you go to seminars and learn from the guys that have been on the road and you know been to the show or whatever you want to call it. You know, do those kinds of things because you may learn something there that you might not learn in school.
0: That's great advice. That really is. All right. A couple more, couple more, and then we'll let you go. Um, your dream match. We want to know who is it against, where it's going to be held, and what stipulation.
1: Uh, so how am I doing this? Am I doing like WWE guys?
0: Anybody, alive, dead. Anybody that's anything. any Alive, dead, whatever you want. It's your uh, mind.
1: I have a few of these. This is not fair.
0: It has to be fair. It's uh, a my podcast. No, I'm sorry. That's a dick move. I'm I sorry. will come and
1: dropkick you. <laughs> I will find where you live and dropkick you. All
0: right. That's fine. Duly noted.
1: <laughs> no. Um, so, okay. I will, I will, there's a few of them and I'm going to, you know, do a different kind of genres. So one would have been Kurt Angle. Obviously, he's retired. Um, and it almost happened as filler footage for uh, a movie back in 13. Uh, for Pro Wrestlers vs. Zombies, which I still haven't watched yet. Um, But he was in it, and they were going to film this match just to put on like background TV, like a TV-in setting, you know what I mean, to have it on. Yeah. Um, At least that's what I was told. I don't know if it was actually a real thing or not, but who I was traveling with at the time, uh, Thomas Robin said that's what was supposed to happen. Um, Who knows? You know, there's a bunch of bullshit in wrestling. No, there's Uh, not. um, Obviously, Sammy Callahan... Any place, anytime, anywhere, whoever wants to book it, book it. Um, probably pretty much watch me get my ass kicked, which is fine. But, you know, just to show everybody I can hang with somebody that's at the top of the game right now, one of the best in the world, uh, would be awesome. And that's kind of what I need right now is just that one breakout match. Someone to give me that opportunity to just show what I can do, do what I know how to do, and do it well, and, uh, you know, get some buzz going. And, uh, uh so I had to pick. Uh, you know what? This is going to be very off the wall. And this is probably because I watched this match last night. Um, Steve Cutler from WWE right now. I was going to say NXT because he just got called up. Yep. Uh, he was actually at the Monster Factory when I was there. And uh, we trained a little bit with each other. So I would like to go one on one with him. That would be fun. We, I don't think we've ever touched in a match or anything. So that would be fun. Uh, guys, like I said, I uh, swear Scott, I've known him for a long time. That would be fun. Oh, so many.
0: Right. It, it is a trick question. I, I did say a dream match, but you gave me a dream event. You're just going to wrestle all night long, and we're just going to switch opponents. That's it. Just keep switching them in and out. No. Well,
1: so the main one I want to happen, like, right now, like, call me today, fly me out tomorrow, matches the next day, like, would be Sammy. Right. Easily, hands down, would be Sammy. Um, like I said, when I was at school with him, uh, one day he actually showed up early, which is unusual for him, or at least at that time it was unusual for him. Uh, yeah, it was, yeah, you know, and he wasn't there a lot because he was traveling a lot. He was, you know, doing Germany and CDW and all kinds of crap at the time. Um, we both have amateur wrestling backgrounds and, uh, we would just roll. We just did like a small little like shoot for shoot kind of thing. And, you know, I did take him down once and then after that, we, you know, he kind of made me a little bit of a project a little focused on me a little bit more. Uh, we went on like a four show span where he had some kind of interaction with me as security. Uh, the first time beating me with a broom that I had broke sweeping up hay out of the ring. Uh, that was not fun. Like a bitch. Uh, I I thought I put it out of the way so it couldn't be used as a weapon. And then it was used on me. Uh, (laughs) so, uh, it was, it would be a lot of fun just to be able to have that match with him. Um, I know Simon Miller after our round in then said, let's make this a real match. And that would be freaking awesome. I would love that.
0: That would um, be great. That really would be great to see that actually, uh, come to fruition.
1: Oh, it'd be great. Some people actually did do it on like fire pro and put it on YouTube. Me versus Simon from fire pro. Like they created me and created Simon and put it up there. Uh, they did the same thing with me and Sammy, which was kind of fun.
0: Fire pro is such a great game. But, too. uh, to bring it back around to it is, Especially
1: now with, Especially now With the uh, parts craft Like pretty much Anybody can make Anybody's face Yeah Or any part they need Yes Like someone made Vanguard Like how awesome is that
0: Did they really I you did not see that yet Vanguard.
1: Oh my god I gotta see you can, that You can wrestle As Vanguard I mean It's basically They just made the head Look like the drone And all it is Is a head So you're basically Wrestling the invisible Land and a uh, drone But uh It's freaking hysterical
0: It is uh, awesome well alright uh, I kept you a little bit long but uh, we, we need to do this again uh, because this was awesome once you get on a video game I want to we're setting stuff up to do YouTube and other crazy shit down the line um, I'd love to play a video game against you when the DLC comes out that I'm releasing I, I know it's going to happen Uh, so we can play against each other in Retro Mania because it'll be awesome Dave. As long as I
1: get to be myself, it's be sweet, you know?
0: Right, I've already told you I'm going to sickle your ass with the kid of off. Yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's not
1: cool. It's not cool. Sickling somebody's ass is not cool. That's just weird.
0: I, that sounds weird. It really does.
1: It, 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 you, that's the way you said it, man. I mean, you did it.
0: I did. I did. It's, it's bad. All right, we'll let <laughs> you go. I know you got some things to do. Daredevil, Dave Doll, thank you for stopping by Can Crushers.
1: Thank you for having me, guys. I appreciate it.
0: Man, oh, man, he's got to run our social media. That's all it is to it. I need him to give him passwords. I, I just let him run social media because the other two jabronis that I have on the show with me on the weekly episode, you know, eh, they're, uh, but they're uh, just not doing as well as Daredevil Dave Dalwood. Come on. Uh, in all seriousness, though, no, man, I can't wait to wrestling starts back up. Uh, Off air, we talked about, you know, we want to help promote his show for sure. We want to actually be at the show. And I I hope he has a noodle match or he gets beat up by the skeleton again. Man, this guy, I I really can't wait to head over to New Jersey, hang out with him, have, have a beer, whatever. But actually see him wrestle live instead of on YouTube or this, that, or the other. He's a great guy. Uh, we've also talked outside. Dave Dahl will be returning real soon. to Can Crushers for some other other things you know he, he's gonna be a regular he he really is we, we bonded a little bit we really did so I can't wait to have uh the daredevil back he can be the can crusher daredevil let me see what the hell maybe we can give him a new can crusher name and he can just change everything to that and then Retromania will have to put him in the game with our logo on the damn thing that would be awesome. We should probably work that out. But Retromania, you're losing something if you don't get him in because he will promote this day, this game to the day he dies. He's passionate about it. For his daughter to see him in a wrestling game, hell, for my son to see him in a wrestling game. Like I talked to this jabroni, it would be awesome. It really would. Uh, like Herman, if you're waiting to. Say he's going to be in a DLC, cool. He'll get into the game, whatever. Uh, We just want to make it happen. You know how we are all in on Retro Mania as well. We're all in on Daredevil Dave Dahl. Uh, He tried to be heel a little bit, but I just spun him right out of that. Uh, On a personal note, he is a wonderful human being. Guys, I loved this interview. It was so much fun. It really was. If it's video games and wrestling, all you have to do is add a little bit of baseball and beer, and then probably uh, you got my favorite podcast. Yeah, why not? Screw it. Hey, guys, you know where you can find us. You can find us on iTunes, on iHeart, on Spotify. We put it up on Facebook. You can go to our website, which is HTTBSBS call and backsplash backsplash can crushers backslash can crushers it's tagged everywhere in all our social media too you can find it you'll find all our episodes up there every interview that we've had with Al snow to baby doll to the killer bees to jacks Dane that was just on NWA Jared Fritz, the NWA official, Royce Isaacs, a ton of people from OVW, IWC from where we are. Guys, we love interviewing people. The spotlight is made to come on and just tell your story. Tell a story. We don't care. We just want to have somebody on the show, open it up to them, or a form of media for the wrestlers. So if you want to hear from somebody, tell that person, reach out to us, either on any of those social medias, or on an email. On an email. Why not? Or an add, add an email? Yeah, I'm excited. I'm still excited. I can't wait to call Dave back and tell him hey everything's up and going. Um, cancrusher 69 at gmail.com and you'll get it right to us. Guys, I had a great show. You had a great show. This was amazing. If you have not pre-ordered RetroMania yet, you're a fool. Get it on Switch, you can get it on Steam right now. PlayStation and Xbox, still not there. And that's not the only reason why we had the Daredevil Dave doll on the show. But come on, some of his stories were amazing as well. They really were. He got beat up by a freaking skeleton. That's awesome. Guys, we'll see you this Sunday for our weekly wrap-up of everything. And it's going to be a jam-packed show. Until then, remember, just because you're trash doesn't mean you can't do great things. It's called a garbage can. Not a garbage cannot.